Welcome to the Public Services Reform Podcast from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. My name is Ramesh Vaitalengam, and today I'm talking to Professor Simon Burgess, who is Director of the Centre. Simon has been involved in the launch of a new website called Measuring Diversity in England Schools, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Simon, perhaps you could begin by explaining what the website is all about, what it's trying to do. Okay, well what we're trying to do here is to um, compute various measures of ethnic segregation, which is what we mean by diversity in this context, and provide them in a a way to to other researchers and to uh, government, local government, members of the public, anyone who wants to see them, so that they can think about the extent of diversity in their uh, their local town, in the schools. Can you give us an example of of, of how you might do it, say you were in in Bristol and wanted to look at ethnic segregation in, in local schools? Okay, well, so you just go to the, the website, the address is in our uh, research bulletin, and the front page of this sh- shows you a map of England, this, this relates to England only, uh, or a list of, uh, drop-down list of um, places to look at. You just select the place that you want to um, examine, and then you go to a screen that allows you to choose what sort of data we're looking at, what kind of dates you want to look at, uh, what ethnic groups you want to look at, and then you can choose to... Um, look at various different uh, measures, so the, the, the composition of schools, um, measures of uh, segregation, and um, either look in detail uh, at one year over a set of different ethnic groups, or to uh, see how things have changed over, uh, over the last seven years or so. So what, what's, what's the value of this data? How, how, how might you use this as a researcher or a local government policymaker involved in a local education authority? Well, I think a lot of people are interested in and concerned about ethnic segregation in schools. And at the moment, calculating a segregation index can be quite a technical process. And obviously many researchers do that for themselves, but there are many who perhaps would like to have access to that, but don't don't have the data to, to compute it for themselves. Um, and people are interested in segregation for all sorts of different reasons to do with uh, academic performance, to do with um, social and cultural attitudes, and to do with, um, you know, the the happiness and uh, mental well-being of their children. So you can look at uh, ethnic segregation, ethnic diversity in in two different ways, it seems to me, from using this data. You can look at it changing over time, and you can look at differences between different parts of the country. Can you give us a picture, first of all, of the the time changes and then uh, the differences across the country? Okay, so you have to remember that there are obviously uh, quite a large number of different ethnic groups that we might be uh, interested in, and there are obviously uh, around 150 different local education authorities in England. So it's very hard to give a sort of a single summary of, of the pattern for all of those. Different things are happening in different places and different things are happening to different groups. But if I was trying to give a summary, I guess the summary overall would be that levels of ethnic segregation are not changing dramatically for any group in any place. Obviously for some groups uh, in some places it's going up a little and other groups in other places it's going down a little. But the headline story, if you like, is that ethnic segregation is not uh, changing a lot. It's not dramatically increasing, it's not dramatically decreasing. So unlike uh, Trevor Phillips' pronouncement of a few years ago, we are not sleepwalking to segregation. Presumably, ethnic minorities in this country are concentrated in the big cities of the north of England, London, maybe Bristol to some extent. Can you give us a feel for the kind of examples of uh, concentrations of ethnic groups that you might get in some of the big cities of, of England? Um, well, yes, yeah, so you're absolutely right. There are, there are um, very few school pupils of um, ethnic minorities living in rural areas. Uh, and those are, those are indeed other places. So sort of um, Birmingham, Manchester, London, Leicester, Bradford, Bolton, Oldham, places like that, Bristol to a degree, Slough, Luton. 
and then you know rather fewer in the towns of the southwest and possibly also the towns of the northeast. And what kind of concentrations are we talking about? And presumably you've got big big communities that have been here for many years. South Indians, Pakistani, Bangladeshi Indians, also uh, West Indians. What kind of concentrations are we seeing in seeing in schools? So, so we're seeing we're seeing you know there are no there's no doubt that there is significant levels of, of ethnic segregation in schools. It's important that that is said. It's also important to say that it's nothing like the levels of segregation that uh, are seen in the United States. There's really not com- comparable. So, having said that, uh, we we need to look at what there is in, in England though. Um, levels of segregation for students of um, Pakistani, Bangladeshi and Indian uh, ethnicity are higher than those for um, Black Caribbean, Black African uh, heritage. And those levels of segregation tend to be greater uh, in the towns and cities where that ethnic group are more uh, numerous. Whereas for Black Caribbean, Black African students, you tend to find the other. Where, where the groups are more numerous, they're in fact less segregated. But there are, you know, there's a um, something like over half of all Black Caribbean ethnicity children uh, in England live in London. There's another big um, concentration of, of uh, pupils of uh, Black Caribbean origin in um, Birmingham. A large number of uh, Bangladeshi students live in and around Tower Hamlets, and there are, again, there are other communities in the northwest and and so on. You talk about Trevor Phillips uh, making this anxious forecast that we're sleepwalking towards segregation. Presumably he's talking about segregation as a nation and, 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 and amongst neighbourhoods and communities. How, how does segregation within schools relate to those wider kinds of segregation? So that's a very interesting question and, and it's, it's actually quite a hard one to get at because some people will choose their school on the basis of where they live and some people will choose where to live on the basis of wanting to go to a particular school. Uh, we know that in England, you know, where you live matters a great deal for, for where you go to school. So it's quite hard to uh, say that one comes before the other, but we can look at the relationship between them. And it's certainly true that areas, towns and cities where there is higher neighbourhood segregation, on average there's also higher school segregation. But it's a little bit more complicated than that. And in fact, um, earlier research we've done at CMPO suggests that, in fact, schools tend to concentrate segregation the levels of segregation of the same pupils, uh, they're more concentrated in schools than, than in terms of where they live. So there's something about the decisions of all of the, the actors in the education system, if you like. So parents and children, uh, local authority, bureaucrats and, and the schools themselves that is tending to, to concentrate segregation rather than to uh, diminish it. So should we worry about that? If, if neighbourhoods are less segregated than our schools, and we know that schools in some way are important drivers of people's social mobility and indeed their geographical mobility, should we be worried about schools are more segregated that it might lead to greater segregation in our society? Well, I think, I think there's a number of reasons why one might be concerned about um, segregation in schools. One of them is the idea that, that maybe being in a, in a segregated school is, is bad for your, um, your GCSEs, bad for your educational outcomes. In fact, we've just shown uh, in some work that that, that's not true. Unlike in the United States, where uh, highly segregated communities are also communities where black students do uh, way worse than white students, in England we don't seem to find a a consistent and coherent pattern uh, relating um, the ethnic segregation of a city to the the black-white score gap or the ethnic minority-white score gap. Um, so that, that maybe is a concern that, that isn't backed up by, by evidence. The other reasons you might be concerned are um, schooling is a time when people form their, their views, their attitudes, and to some extent they form their values about the world. And groups of children growing up 
with almost no experience of people from from other ethnic groups, I think is is almost certainly not a good idea. Um, there are various sort of uh, stories of, of children um, thinking of the other group as being really rather alien, rather different, you know, not enjoying the same TV programs, just not enjoying the same things in life. And, and those kind of misperceptions and um, anxieties can only be reinforced if you never actually meet any of the other groups. Do you see much in the way of differences between the ethnic segregation and ethnic diversity within primary schools and secondary schools? So I think... Um, the, there is greater segregation in um, primary schools, but I think that's largely, if you like, a sort of a technical thing in the sense that primary schools are very much smaller than secondary schools. And so there is a, there is a greater, um, how should we say, scope for primary schools, much smaller units, to become more segregated. So I don't think there's really any difference in terms of the, uh, in terms of the, the underlying motives and processes. You've made this resource available to, to, the, to the wider world who are using it, but you presumably are using it yourself for further research. What kind of questions are you, are you looking at at the moment? Um, oh, indeed, yes, we're continuing to do research on this. I think it's a, a very important issue. So what we're doing at the moment, I guess, is um, looking at uh, schools and looking at how uh, weather and how the ethnic composition of schools changes, particularly interested in places where it may be changing quite rapidly. So this is, this is, I guess, harking back to the discussion we just had about uh, changes in segregation over the country and trying to sort of focus in on that a little bit and think about why some schools may be um, uh, seeing their composition change a lot and others, others may be very, very stable. What kind of broad statements can you make along those lines? So you say broadly we shouldn't be worried about... Uh about ethnic segregation increasing, but in some areas you are seeing seeing it happening. Well, I'm saying I'm saying in terms of uh, impact on test scores, there's no evidence that we should be concerned. But I think there is a feeling, and I, I share the feeling that we, we probably ought to be concerned about it in terms of attitudes and, and values and things. Although that we don't have any research on that, um, so I think I I would um, I, I still think it's worth trying to find out whether in some places and for some groups segregate how segregation is changing and whether we can use the, the, the very detailed data that we have to try and understand some of the some of the drivers for that. And you have more data coming on stream. This is going to be an annual annual measure. Yep, yep. We're going to update this every year. So um, <clears throat> at the moment, the website contains data for um, 2002 to 2008. Um, and we're hoping to put 2009 up uh, sometime in the next few months. Simon Burgess, thank you very much. Thank you.